0: What's going on guys welcome back to another episode of the simple man's guide to the good life uh, today i wanted to do something maybe a little bit different i uh currently getting back to working on uh writing a book um i don't have anything serious for that uh like as far as like an end date or anything like that but kind of taking everything from what i have been doing with lifestyle coaching and Podcasting and my own work, philosophy, all that kind of stuff, and writing a book around what it means to live a good life. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there, but I haven't written in a good while, and I was looking for my last saved copy and was going through some old pages, and something came up that I hadn't read that I wrote um gosh two two years ago maybe two three years ago uh it's 2023 like about two years ago um and it's titled my one year social media detox and kind of going back through and reading it was kind of like a blast from the past and i thought it'd be fun to kind of just read it give some commentary on it just talk about social media in general where i'm at with it now where i was at when i wrote this um and just kind of my thoughts on it and so so i just kind of want to do that so my one-year social media detox why the outcry out of everyone's mouth when they learned i deleted all of my social media accounts last year which last year in reference to this would be like uh, summer of 2020 into the following year of 2021 um i'm thinking that's like around the time this was i know when i did this i remember it being like fall going into 2021 like at least in in texas like the lockdowns were kind of over anyways um at the time i had no real good reason other than i thought it was wasting my time so i deleted it and chose to only download it again and make important posts like giving thanks for supporting my sister's fundraiser or making announcements for the gym uh so for for our purposes here the social media i'm talking about is instagram and facebook those are the only i never was a twitter guy Never a TikTok guy. It's always just been mainly Instagram, specifically. Facebook, yeah, that hasn't been a thing for me in a long time, but so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about social media. Um, This decision came off the heels of our first summer of COVID. Yeah, okay, so summer of 2020, when we had all been locked up with nothing but the internet, booze, and hopefully a roommate or spouse who actually enjoy being around for entertainment. Thus, I found myself more addicted to my phone and social media than ever before and I wasn't the only one, right? Uh, Statistics show that during this time, depression, um, anxiety, a lot of those things went through the roof and that also correlated with engagement of social media use. Now, is that part and parcel? Is that 100% correlative? Of course not, but uh, I kind of get into my thoughts around that. Um, You know, I wasn't the only one. Like for better or worse, we all had social media to keep ourselves engaged slash connect with each other. So on the one hand, you could say it was good, but this was a lot of people. Um, So, thus, I found myself more addicted to my phone and social media than ever before. I felt like it was controlling me, something I never want under any circumstance. Simultaneously, I discovered the philosophy of Stoicism and deep-dived into mindfulness and meditation practices. Making those two things the new pillars of my life didn't really jive with being a social media addict. This led me to do as I always do, choose an extreme to correct my behavior. Bye-bye Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I would say I've gotten a lot better with this. Um, not just going to an extreme one way or the other, but at this time, <laughs> I was still kind of that person that when I make a decision to do something, I kind of jump all in. Um, I still jump all in when I do to decide to do something, but I don't know, I don't look at it as, as extreme, but that's what I did here. It was like, I could really tell that I was, I was compulsively using social media and I didn't feel like I was consciously in control. Like I wasn't thinking like, ooh, I really want to get on Instagram right now to do so and so. It was like, I wouldn't even be aware that I was scrolling until I was 20 minutes in. I'm like, how did I get here? And I don't like that personally. For me, that feels like I'm out of control. I, it feels like I've lost my autonomy. Um, and it feels like now, I, in my head, I envision like the CEO I guess that's Zuckerberg. Um, the, the people behind the screen like, hee he, 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 we got Sean, we got another one. <laughs> of course, it's not what's really going on. It's just an algorithm. But again, I don't, I don't personally like giving up my autonomy to algorithms or, you know, multi-billion dollar companies. It feels like they win, you know? This is what they're trying to do. Um, and I don't like the fact that they win when that happens. And so I was like, F that, I'm deleting this. And so what I learned was within the first week, I would continually re-download these apps and I would find myself scrolling with no idea how I got there, right, compulsion. Clearly, this would be harder than I thought. What I felt most in those first couple weeks was the infamous FOMO, fear of missing out for those who aren't acronym savvy. When it comes to social media, FOMO was a real bitch. It sunk into my thoughts. What about your friend who bought a new car? What if today that so-and-so got pregnant? The list goes on. Well, it's a fun, lighthearted expression for most. FOMO is an actual neurological function, right? And they've actually tested this. Uh, FOMO is something going on in your brain. It's, your brain is making predictions about the future uh, that aren't currently happening because it's in the future, right? Um, you're not indulging in those predictions. You're not seeing if they're coming true. And so your brain goes, well, we don't know what happened. Your brain's a prediction machine, right? It wants to know if it predicted right. This creates anxiety um, because your brain wants you to take an action to see if those predictions or expectations were made correct. And when you deny that, your brain brain doesn't like that. It doubles down on the hormones and um, kind of all of the neurological precursors uh, that you created in the first place. And that's kinda of what creates this FOMO and that's what can create a compulsion and it's what can be really hard when you're trying to give up something that creates this fear of missing out, right? Which really sucks at first, but if you can withstand it, eventually it will go away. You titrate it down, right? You, it's exposure therapy. Uh, for me, it took about a month for FOMO to subside, which that's a lot, right? I think a lot of people would expect it to go away in a week or two And when it doesn't, that can be really discouraging. And so somebody's trying to make a change, you know, let's say you're trying to curb alcohol, but that's your main way of like socializing, and now you're not going out on Saturday or Sunday because all your friends want to drink, and what happens? FOMO, you're like, oh, they must be having such a fun time without me. You gotta fight through that a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe even longer before you get over that. If you give into it, boom, you've just reset kind of your threshold for it. And that's not easy, and I'm not saying it's easy, but there is the other side of that. All right, back to the story. After that first month, though, it was very easy to not be in social media. And I essentially forgot about it being part of my daily life, which is really interesting. We, we, if we were really, like most of us, look at like our screen time and look at how much is spent on a social media app, it's a majority of our screen time. Right, And it's actually a way bigger part of our life than we think, especially then too, if you're using your laptop for like YouTube, I would count YouTube as a social media. It's media nonetheless, right? And it's actually, it takes out huge chunks of our day, huge parts of our day, we don't really think of it that way. But then the vice versa can happen when you cut it out, you don't even think about it. You're just like, oh, it's just, I don't even care anymore, right? And it only came to my attention when someone around me hopped on their phone to scroll. Like I would just notice it like, oh yeah, they're on social media, which didn't bother me at all, but I did find it interesting now watching with a more critical eye. People scroll so fast that there's no way they're taking in um, any of it with any deep understanding. Most people just mindlessly scroll, now Now called doom scrolling. I think doom scrolling got coined after I wrote this, but. That's what it is, right? You're just scrolling and after 20 minutes, you actually feel this like sense of doom. You're like, oh, the world sucks. Every, my life sucks in comparison to these other people, right? You're not actually taking in any information or like maybe the one or two things that have good information, you're just not paying enough attention to even get that, right? And that's, again, how these things have been created. Dopamine hit, dopamine hit. Their brain goes on autopilot when they do this and it allows them to escape the real world. I know I'm speaking about others, but this is me as well. Um, it's much easier to scroll than being present in your surroundings or even with your own thoughts. I mean, this is a cope, right? And this is one of the things I found out about myself is I use social media, especially Instagram, as a coping mechanism when I have generalized anxiety about my life or business things or a conversation I need to have. I don't go to alcohol. I don't go to binge eating food. I don't go to drugs i go to social media uh it takes me out of reality um and again for a lot of my life i wasn't cognizant of that until i did this exercise all right when you remove yourself from social media you are now forced to engage with those around you and your own thoughts which again a lot of people don't like but the reason you don't like it is the exact reason why you need to do it i have this conversation a lot with people with meditation a lot of people's apprehension of meditation is because they're actually scared to confront the thoughts that are gonna come up because they know they might be unpleasant. The fact that you know that, and that's what's preventing you from taking time with your thoughts is the exact reason why you need to do it. It's the exact reason you're coping in unhealthy ways. It's the exact reason you have underlying angst and underlying uh, negative thoughts and negative beliefs is because you're not willing to address those those thoughts and, and take them head on. The obstacle is the way. And social media, <clears throat> is one of the many ways we cope and we run away from our problems. Okay, here comes a philosophical moment, so stay with me. I want you to reflect on these questions, and so if you're listening, reflect on these. When you are on social media, whose thoughts are you having? Now you might automatically say yours, but just think on this critically, like whose thoughts? Can you say they are truly your thoughts or Are they thoughts completely influenced by everything you interacted with on your screen in that day? In that case, are you truly you or are you a byproduct of all the media that influences you? This doesn't need to be too philosophical. You can look at this just logically. Logically, this makes sense, right? This is why there's social media influencers, right? When you go to buy a product, Did you of your own volition want that product or were you influenced by all the algorithm, all of the media, all the social media influencers that finally made you go, oh, I think I want this. Now, again, for some of us, you might go, whatever, that's not a big deal. For me, that again makes me feel like I'm giving my autonomy away. I want to be able to sit there and know like, okay, do I really need this thing based off of X, Y, and Z? Here's the pros. here's the cons. Oh, actually, I'm just buying it because I know it's going to make me look cooler for my friends and that's like not really aligned with my values and here are my five core values and does this purchase align with my core values or does this business, right? That's how you start to really live authentically and start to feel embodied because you're making decisions for yourself as opposed to continually being influenced by social media or just media in general, right? Something you learn through mindfulness meditation, going back to the, the, what I wrote here, something you learn through mindfulness meditation is that nobody's thoughts are their own, right? With or without social media influence. I'm not gonna go super in the weeds with this one, but just think about where your thoughts come from. You, you don't know where they come from. They just arise and they go away. Really, in essence, your thoughts are just appearing and disappearing, and they're appearing based off of every lived life experience you've had up until the point you're having that thought. It's impossible to have it any other way. Everything that's ever happened to you is impacting the next thought. So you're always being influenced, right? That being said, I still argue that taking social media out of the picture means one less roadblock to discovering what your voice is, what your thoughts are, what your values are, right? You're, you're taking the biggest, in my opinion, influencer, like societal influencer on you out of the equation, And now you're able to sit with yourself and really go, what are my values? What things do I care about? What decisions do I wanna make? You know, where do I want my life to go? And again, is it completely uninfluenced? No, of course not. It never will be. But you're taking out one of the biggest ones. And this is one of the biggest drivers of happiness, gratitude, joy, and groundedness is really starting to figure out who you are, unencumbered by outside influences, and then aligning right your life along these lines that uh, political parties have now just completely done this You're, it's tribal right you are heavily influenced your way of thinking through social media by political parties now and everything else right with no instagram you have the chance to see what or who you are when only influenced by your immediate surroundings and relationships as opposed to kim k's lavish weekend trip to the maldives with every filter known to man on her pictures uh, yeah, I guess Kim K was still, now it's her sisters. I don't know. Any Take any influencer, right? Um, obviously, it's their job to influence you. But again, when you can have better boundaries around social media, you're, you're putting up defenses around being heavily influenced. Now, that doesn't mean that maybe buying one of Kim K's products really does speak to you and your values and the person you want to show up in the world. If that's true, awesome. That can be an embodied, authentic purchase. I argue, though, that most people aren't making purchases or aren't making decisions based off of that. They're doing it to feel like they're part of the in group to get social brownie points uh, because so-and-so who's on the bachelor said that to buy this, et cetera, et cetera. And again, this has been a problem forever since media has been a thing. I'm just making the argument that social media has made this 10,000 times worse. Mindless robots. People nowadays make wild decisions about their bodies, their relationships, and judge their entire lives based off based off of the influence of people who only put up highlight reels, right? The truth behind the scenes is never revealed about who they are or what they are. This trend is shaping how we evolve as a human race and our societal structures. I wrote this again two or three years ago. I mean, think of like Liver King, right? Think of all of the people who have created whole careers and reputations because of social media and they put on a front, and they make millions of dollars, they sell millions of dollars of product, only to come to find out two or three years later they were lying, Uh, they were on drugs, they were um, cheating on their spouses, they were running sex rings, et cetera, et cetera. But in those three or four years that they were really big, they heavily influenced the way people were living. And some can argue, well, it was still positive, right? Maybe people like Liver King like, well, he still made positive influences. I'm just the type of person where I care more about somebody's morals and ethics than I do anything else, um, and that's just me. That's maybe not you, but I think it's it's a big problem when we allow other people, especially these influencer types, to just control us, right? Now let's flip the, flip the switch here. Now there are a couple downsides to not being on social media. Yeah, there are. It's a short list in my experience, the first downside is almost all marketing is done on either Instagram or hell, even TikTok these days. Well, now it's it's even more on TikTok uh, than when I wrote this. Crazy just how a couple years can change that. <laughs> People have become their own brands and the cheapest way to sell and market that brand is on social media. How else would a YouTube star like Logan Paul get enough hype to fight the greatest boxer of all time in Floyd Mayweather? Again, wrote this two or three years ago. Now look at the Paul brothers, crazy, right? Hey, you can insert anybody who went from nothingness to now, you know, being the biggest thing ever. As a business owner, which I became at the time of writing this and obviously am now, it's been hard to deal with the fact I want to increase client load. The most effective way to do that is through social media. The reach is so large. This past year, I've added a couple of clients by word of mouth marketing, which is great from the aspect of retention. It has been shown that marketing done by word of mouth, just reviews of people you worked with, will lead to higher levels of retention. Uh, It has to do with trust, has to do with the type of people you get. Um, So when you do get new clientele from a word of mouth, nine times out of 10, they will stay with you, double the amount of time, if not more, than somebody who just found you on social media. But on the other side of the coin, it has not been great in helping generate leads and new clients. I've come to the conclusion that if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to be on social media or, at the very least, hire someone to do it for you. At the time when I wrote this, I was writing this part because I came to the conclusion I was going to need to re-download Instagram for our gym account. Now, I have hired somebody to do it, and she is fantastic at it. Um, And it's been really good because I – and I'll I'll go over where I'm at with my relationship with Instagram and stuff now – but, you know, if you are somebody that knows you have an unhealthy relationship with these social media accounts and you are running a business, the biggest thing I could say is hire somebody who is excited to do it, who's a professional at it, because it, it will lead to more engagement, more eyeballs on your product or your service, whatever it is, but you can still have healthy boundaries around it. And nine times out of 10, if you don't enjoy being on these things, you're not going to be that good at it. Nine times out of 10, I mean, this is business ownership 101 hire out the things you are not interested in or not good at, right? And that's eventually what I did. Um, and it's been one of the best things for me from a business aspect and also a personal aspect. Another shift has been the rise of news and educational information being funneled through social media platforms like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, right? I mean, if you ask most people where they get their news from, it's it's social media, right? It's I didn't put Twitter on here. I should have. Uh, Twitter's probably number one. You wanna learn about taxes? There's a channel for that. Learn how to cook something new? TikTok can teach you in one minute. Need a reason to stop squatting below parallel? A fitness influencer will give you a reel with trendy music about it. Insert eye roll. (laughs) This last point is the real kicker for me and what has made me feel obligated to use social media to combat what I see as potentially damaging instructions or information that preys on the curious and unfamiliar. Yeah, so at the time, I, I, was get, I was getting inundated with like what I would say is not the best information in the health and fitness world. And that kind of made me want to get back on. And I have this thought that like I was going to completely convert my social media channels to like educational content. That hasn't happened in the way I thought it was going to. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, um, now I have my, my podcast and my coaching account, Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life on there. It is more aimed towards the things that I'm doing for my own self-development, whether that's from a training standpoint, a nutrition standpoint, singing, right? Um, And that's mainly just because these are things that I value and I want to show and I want to highlight. Um, I don't necessarily post things that I think are going to get the most amount of views. or I, I honestly don't care. I use my other channel, The Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life, purely just to put up like highlights of the podcast so people can follow the link and listen to it. And again, I'm talking about like literally this will be on Instagram. Um, but it is, you know, it's one of those like you can, I don't, I don't know the saying, but like you can either join them or fi- join them. Jo- I don't know, join them or lose them, whatever. But I came to the conclusion like I was kind of sticking my, my head in the sand being like the old man on the on the lawn, like get off my lawn, when I just needed to kind of like see if I could use this in a in a healthy way for for good, right? Um, so yeah, I've come to the conclusion that social media is here to stay, no matter what. So I can either keep putting my head in the sand, like I just said, or I can try to use the tool for good. After a year, I'm ch- uh, choosing the latter and turning my social media accounts into informational and educational accounts, like I just said. I. Thought I was gonna do that, it hasn't fully gone that way. Uh, both my personal and business, business accounts will be used to educate my followers, excuse me, about science, practical approaches to health, fitness, philosophy. I've said I've, I've, I've done that. Uh, the goal is to be a source for people to find science-backed information that I've successfully practiced for myself and used to improve my clients' lives. You know, I would say definitely with this podcast, I have done that. And I would say, you know I made a post this past week about hiring a coach and that coach and i working together to update my diet to include carbs and that now leading me to being like the most energized healthiest i've been since 2018 um so again educating people and that led to some great conversations with my clients in the gym asking about like oh okay like how how that work what carbs you're eating etc so you know i'm following through with that um then kind of finish off here to make sure i don't fall into the pattern of mindlessly scrolling i will log on solely to make a post and then sign out i will delete the app starting friday afternoon until monday morning yes on the weekends so i've actually flipped this uh after trial and error i actually re-download it now friday through sunday because it's least a less amount of time i'll be on it and i find myself doing things on the weekends that i like am super engaged with and so naturally I, i don't get on instagram as much even though I allow myself to be on it during the weekend, whereas when I was doing it in the opposite, during the week, again, I was finding myself getting into like doom scrolling. Um, The idea here though is still the same. So back to the story, this will allow me to focus my attention on fostering stronger relationships with my friends and family and being present, which is true. I delete this during the week and you guys will be like, well, you make posts during the week. Correct, I I literally go back into the App Store, re-download Instagram, put my post up, Maybe put up a story or two and I delete it again until like Friday. So you, like right now I'll make a post on like Wednesday, maybe on a Monday or something like that. But I'll delete it and won't re-download it until like Friday. And then that's where I'll be more engaged with it. Feeling inspired yet? If so, I suggest most people start by picking just one day out of the week to do a social media cleanse. I, I do suggest this, especially if you've never done this before. See how it goes. Experiment. Connect some dots here, like just whatever social media you use, delete it all for one day and see if you're not like compulsively going to like click on an app icon that is no longer there. It's wild. Um, From there, you can be bold and up the ante to like a weekend, right? Um, Or whatever feels right for you. Or you can do, I've heard of social media like intermittent fasting, like, okay, each day out of the week, I'm only going to, I'm only going to have social media on my phone from, you know, I don't know. Three in the afternoon to, to six in the afternoon or seven, seven in the evening. And then the rest of the time it's deleted, right? You, again, you could just experiment with this. I think the biggest thing is experiment and just see. I think a lot of people, if you've never done this, you're going to think like, oh, I could quit if I wanted to. You sound like an addict, right? Oh, it's not that big of a deal in my life. Well, you actually don't know that unless you've actually flipped the side of the coin and see what it's like to live without it for a while. You're just, at the end of the day, you're making excuses because you know, you're kind of scared to see what your addiction or your compulsion with these things are. And that's fine. I get that. Um, for most, taking a whole year off social media is unnecessary. I, I still do believe that. Um, I do believe if you can create boundaries to limit your social media intake, I guarantee your friends, family, mental health will thank you for it. So, wrote this again around 2021 time. And I, I think it, it still holds true. And I'm thinking about my relationship currently with social media and I like where I'm at with it. Like I said, I we have somebody running our social media for the gym and it's going great and she's a fucking killer at it. And I don't have to be on it all the time answering messages or whatever. And now I kind of just have this boundary where if I wanna post something during the week, I'll redownload it, I'll post and I'll delete the app. And then Friday through Sunday afternoon, it's back on my phone. And I, I don't feel guilty if I want to be scrolling. I still try to have healthy boundaries around it. But that's kind of my time to be like, all right. I, I refuse to be on it around friends, family, outings. I refuse. Um, quality time is my love language. And so <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, and my, my mental health is better for it too. I noticed too for me personally... When I go down the rabbit hole on social media, for me, it's a lot of business coaching stuff. And the interesting thing about marketing on social media is it's all based around negative feelings because that's going to be the number one thing that leads you to take an action, right? And so like you can just take health and fitness, most health and fitness content that's trying to get you to buy a product or buy a coaching program in some ways try to make you feel like you're not doing enough. Uh, Why have all your programs failed? Why are you not where you want to be? You haven't lost enough weight by this program and you'll finally make all the strides you want, right? Because at the end of the day, and it's super terrible, the more a marketing can make you feel bad about yourself, the more likely you are to purchase that product or that service because you're like, oh, I do feel terrible. I, I need to make a change and they're promising a change. And I found the same thing is true in the world of business and business coaching. Now that I run a gym and I'm a business owner, a lot of the algorithm has now pushed that to me. And it's all based around you why you're not making as much money as you want. Why you're gonna go bankrupt in one year? Why aren't you, you know, a hundred million dollar man yet at age thirty-two? Da-da-da-da-da. And it's all built around this. You're not doing enough. You are not enough. Your business is not enough. But if you wanna be, just purchase this product or purchase this coaching mentor or whatever. And for me personally, that causes me to eventually get to a spot where I do feel like I'm not doing enough, even though if I detach myself, business isn't the best place it's ever been. Running a business based off of my core values and ethics, meaning it doesn't matter financially what happens in my opinion, I can hold my head up high and be like, I'm running a great business. But if I watch too much of this content, It all of a sudden creates a a cognitive distortion, as I say in therapy, um, that is not true. And that's unhealthy. And in my opinion, that's where a lot of anxiety, that's where a lot of possible depression, um, that's where a lot of feelings of non-groundedness and being in this like always forward momentum, always got to be doing more. It's because that's literally what social media is being built around, especially when it comes to marketing. You're not enough. You're not doing enough. You're a piece of shit. Unless... You buy said product. So for me, it's been really healthy to one, notice that, just notice that about myself. And I know that's not everybody, that's just me. And I need to be off social media more than I'm on it. If I'm on it more than I'm off of it, that's when I start going to really negative headspaces. And it's a one for one correlation. And I know why it's because my algorithm spits a lot of stuff at me, telling me I need to do more, I need to be more, and I need to be better. And guys, I don't need that in my life because I'm already, I'm already wired that way. So when I start getting more content like that, it just, it puts me in a bad place. So maybe this week you guys can think about your relationship with social media um, and play around with like some detoxes, just cutting it out and seeing how you react, seeing if you're, you have a compulsion around it or whatever. Anyways, hope you guys have a great week maybe uh go over your relationship with whatever social media you like to indulge with and figure something out for yourself love you guys have a great freaking week and we will see you here next weekend